This episode is brought to you by Premier Ridge Capital. Your path to financial freedom and stability through multifamily syndications begins with Premier Ridge Capital. Visit our website at www.premierridgecapital.com and sign up for our newsletter and get your free ebook today. Learn the secrets of multifamily investing and how Premier Ridge Capital can be your partner in achieving financial peace of mind. The Fed's just approved a new interest rate hike, but what does that mean for real estate exactly? Find out more in this week's weekly real estate market update. But before that, here's the week's housing market courtesy of Redfin. Mortgage purchase applications during the week ending July 21st declined 3% from the week earlier, seasonally adjusted. And purchase applications were down 23% from a year earlier. Google searches for homes for sale were up, were flat actually, from a month earlier and down 6% from a year earlier. Median home sales prices was $381,750, up 2.6% from a year earlier. That's the biggest increase since November. So prices just keep coming up, guys. The median asking price of a newly listed home was $390,088, up 2.4% from a year earlier. That's the biggest increase since January. The monthly mortgage payment on a median asking price hit a record high of $25,599 at a 6.78% mortgage rate, the average for the week ending July 20th. That's down 2% from the record high we hit two weeks earlier, but up 16% from a year earlier. Now, Pending home sales were down 14.8% from a year earlier, continuing a year-plus streak of double-digit decline. So here it is. We're starting to see home pending sales going down, right? But new listings of homes for sale fell 21.6% year-over-year. So pending home sales is down, so less people are, are buying. But also in alignment with that, new listings of homes for sale fell 21.6% year over year. That's a substantial decline, but the smallest in nearly three months. So these three data points right here are really important, right? So active listings dropped 16.9%, while pending home sales also dropped 14.8%, and the new listings dropped 21.6% year over year. So while we're seeing less demand, there's still a high demand because there's a lot less listings coming on the market. So people still need a place to live. People are still needing a place to buy and people are still buying despite the fact that interest rates are as high as they are. 43.9% of homes that went under contract had an accepted offer within the first two weeks on the market, on par with the share a year earlier. Homes that sold were on the market for a median of 27 days. That's up 22 days from a year earlier. And 36.3% of homes that sold above their final list price were down 45% from a year earlier. And this week's news is courtesy of CNBC. And I want to talk about now what's happening with the Fed's Jerome Powell and Co. The Fed Reserves on Wednesday approved a much-anticipated rate hike of a quarter interest rate. So 0.25, increasing the borrowing cost to their highest level for more than 22 years. In a move that financial markets had completely priced in, the central bank's Federal Open Market Committee raised its fund rate by a quarter percentage point to a target of five and a quarter to 5.5. The midpoint of that target range would be the highest level for the benchmark rate since 
early 2001. Guys, I purchased my first house in the year 2000 in June, to be exactly, of 2000. And I was paying for an FHA loan, a 9.75% interest rates. So if, and this is in alignment with that timeline. So don't be surprised if you start to see in the future, in the near future here, interest rates in the nines and tens. It would not surprise me. During the news conference, Mr. Jerome Powell said inflation has moderated somewhat since the middle of last year, but hitting the Fed's 2% target has a long way to go. Still, he seems to leave room for potentially holding interest rates steady at the Fed's next meeting in September. And he quote, and quote, I would say it's certainly possible that we will raise funds again in September's meeting if the data warrants it, said Powell. Quote, and I would also say it's possible we would choose to hold steady and we're going to be making careful assessments as a meeting by meeting assessment. So it's clear he's telling us he's not slowing down. The interest rates are the highest they've been in the history of the feds. And we haven't seen this type of rate levels since 2001, guys. That is insane. I want to read something here from Business Briefs and a point that they make. The last time interest rates were this high, keep this in perspective, guys, is President George W. Bush had just taken office and MP3 players were as the king. As you know, yesterday, Mr. Powell announced that they're increasing their rates. There's something else here in this article that I want to share with you. July 28th, the government releases the latest personal consumption expenditures, which is more commonly known as the CPI, the Fed's preferred measure for tracking inflation. It's expected to show the lowest inflation increase since the end of 2021. That's what they expect, but we don't know for sure. And last month, the Consumer Price Index, or the CPI, showed inflation fell to 3%, which is above the Fed's 2% target, but an improvement from last June's 9.1%. We were at 3% last month in the month of June for the CPI, and still that wasn't good enough for Jay Powell and co. And he's just continuing to raise rates. I think he's being completely irresponsible. Real estate is going to, at least on the commercial side, is going to take a major hit. We're going to see, it's the fundamentals, we're going to see real estate flatten or decline at prices, although the data doesn't tell us that. I am still a believer of the basics, right? The fundamentals of economics are the fundamentals of economics. If the cost of money goes up, if the interest rates go up, prices have to come down. There is no way around that. Eventually, prices have to come down. I think, my personal opinion is, I think there's so much money still in the streets from the money that was printed in 2020 during COVID that people can still afford to buy these houses at these prices. However, what I think is going to happen is if people's incomes don't keep up with these prices, which are probably not, and the combination of interest rates, so just think about that combination. That's a recipe for disaster. It's a, it's a bubble in the making and it's got to flatten out. I'm a real estate guy. I don't want to see that happening. However, the fundamentals are the fundamentals. I'm also a common sense guy and common sense tells me that if the cost of money goes up, the cost to borrow money goes up, that means the price of assets have to come down so that it makes sense. Or people, when, when we're thinking about a person buying a house, that means that their income has to go up. As an investor, that means the asset price has to go down so that the investor can cash flow. And I don't personally think that this country, as it pertains to multifamily, will be a country that becomes a negative cash flowing country 
for multifamily, as some have said, and some other countries are around the world, that they're negative cash flow for multifamily. I don't think that's the case for our country. I could be wrong. I do reserve the right to be wrong, and I have often been wrong. And that has been your weekly real estate market update. I'll see you guys next week. And that wraps up another episode of Wealthy AF brought to you by Premier Ridge Capital, where multifamily real estate syndications meet premier success. Your future starts here. Visit us at premierridgecapital.com for more details.